Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. As we continue our brief series on artificial intelligence, or AI, we need a bit of a truth in advertising announcement as we begin this fourth segment. In our first three segments in the series, we looked at what AI is, and we took a high-level look at how it works. With that background under our belts, we can now move forward looking at what the future might bring as AI develops with increases in computing speed and power. Here is the truth in advertising notice. While the remainder of segments in our series definitely deal with technology, they also necessarily deal with philosophy, what it means to be human, for example, and with a passel of other disciplines such as economics, sociology, linguistics, evolutionary biology, and anthropology. And politics, of course, will also be in the mix in a big way. Oh yeah, and history. What we now think of as AI and how it might affect our everyday lives is not a new topic. Way before there were computers powerful enough to make AI anything other than a theoretical idea, people almost 70 years ago were looking ahead to when computer power would increase and what possibilities that increased power in computer hardware and software might mean for our lives as workers, as citizens, as members of a society, in short, as human beings. Books such as Norbert Wiener's The Human Use of Human Beings in 1949 and papers such as Alan Turing's Computer Machinery and Intelligence in 1950 brought up questions we're still puzzling over today. But perhaps the clearest and most to-the-point publication for our purposes in this series is Werner Vinge's 1993 paper, The Coming Technological Singularity, How to Survive in the Post-Human Era. It is, to our knowledge, the first time that the term singularity was mentioned in the context of AI and our human future. Ray Kurzweil, a prolific inventor, and now at Google, has, over the past 20 years or so, made the term singularity much more widely known through his best-selling books such as The Singularity is Near. Those who go to rock or jazz concerts may have noticed his name on keyboards used by some of the biggest names in music. Folks who use text-to-voice reading software on their computers owe him a big debt. And in 2012, Larry Brin, one of the creators of Google, personally hired Kurzweil with a one-sentence job description, quote, to bring natural language understanding to Google. Have you noticed Google's announcement of BARD GPT language technology? Yep, that's Kurzweil's department. So, buoyed by Kurzweil's focus on what he calls the singularity, the term has entered our common vocabulary these days. But what the heck does it mean, and why should we care? That question takes us right back to 1993 and Vinga's paper. Just a little clarification here. Science fiction fans probably know Werner Vinga as a five-time Hugo Award winner, the highest award in science fiction writing, for three of his novels and two novellas. But he was also a professor of mathematics and computer science, and his paper, The Coming Technological Singularity, was not written for science fiction fans. 
Rather, it was delivered as a paper for Vision 21, a symposium sponsored by NASA's Lewis Research Center and the Ohio Aerospace Institute back in 1993. In fact, we can still find that paper on NASA's servers. So, how did Vinga describe the term singularity in that presentation? Thirty years ago, he said that, quote, the acceleration of technological progress has been the central feature of this century. I argue in this paper that we're on the edge of change comparable to the rise of human life on Earth. The precise cause of this change is the imminent creation by technology of entities with greater than human intelligence. End quote. Further down, he goes on to say, quote, I'll be surprised if this event occurs before 2005 or after 2030. End quote. These days, in the view of many working on artificial intelligence, the advent of what we now refer to as artificial general intelligence, or AGI, is seen as occurring around 2030 at the earliest, not the latest as Vinga envisioned 30 years ago. Instead, most of those working in AI who were polled recently on the question think that AGI is likely by 2050 or so. That's a majority guess. Vinga and many others point out that it is possible that we may never figure out how to create machines that are as intelligent as, or more intelligent than, human beings. But there sure are a lot of people working on that goal, and a whole lot of money from industry and government, both in this country and in many others. As far as we know, there are at least 25 countries working on autonomous AI at some level. Suppose, for the sake of argument, the majority of those working on AI are correct that artificial general intelligence will come about, perhaps in the next 25 years or so. What questions does that bring up for us humans alive today? The first big one may well be, how will humans coexist with such AGI machines? Here are some possibilities that have been mentioned, assuming that humans are still separate from machines. We humans might be as partners of some sort of AGI, working on common tasks together. We already use tech for that kind of help now. Imagine working with a much smarter assistant slash researcher. We might be as dependents or beneficiaries, living in a virtual utopia in which we no longer have to perform physical or even most mental work. AGI machines take care of it all. Or we might be as vassals of some type. As Steve Wozniak once commented, quote, I hope they keep us around as pets, end quote. These are obviously very big questions, not just in terms of technology, but in the very core sense of what it means to be human, to be homo sapiens. But here's a big question that can really give a person pause. Who says Homo sapiens is the final stage in evolution? Perhaps the truth in advertising notice at the start of today's segment makes more sense now as we move to explore, from a variety of disciplinary perspectives, just how we humans might relate to, or even merge with, artificial general intelligence. And we'll take a look at that right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Music